Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I was at the altar tonight praying just a few minutes ago, the Lord just recalled to my memory about how Jesus, when he went to the cross, he endured everything that he went through to get there, and then he had to walk up there. You know, he had asked this, you know, if it not be your will, take let somebody else do it, take it from me. And he got his answer, and he had to go through with it. He had to climb that mountain for me and you. He had to take his body that had been beaten with the cross on it up that up that path and so he did that for us because he loved us so much and so through this and through that and through the leading of the Lord Dr. Clutzi went through whatever he had to go through to be here for me and you and, and and I I don't mean to compare the two the with Jesus but if you think about it there's a lot of people in the airports and he comes out of New York so that's some of the bigger airports there and then he had to go to the airport here and nobody else in those airports was coming anywhere for me and you but he felt the calling of the Lord and between him and Apostle, they got together, and that's the calling that the Lord put on him to come here. So he did what he had to do. He had to take the COVID test. He had to, you know, get up early and go to the airport. And like I said, nobody else was doing that for me and you. Only one person. And so the Lord called him here for this time for me and you. So I just appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, my pastor. Good evening, church. Thank God. Dr. Clutzy, uh, I saw a vision when I was here, yes. and I just looked up, and I saw, I've been seeing things today. Thank God. I think it's when you put your hands on me, and it stirred some gifts up in me. But um, anyway, I saw, it was like you got up out of a wheelchair, but I knew that people were fixed to start getting up out of wheelchairs uh, more in your ministry. Things like that are going to happen. They're just going to get up and walk in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you see, if Jesus was in current, present moment here, that's exactly what he will be doing. I thank you. I went home today and um, you make me even feel emotional a little bit here. Forgive me. 
And I was praying and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, one of the things that is missing in the body of Christ today is the truth. The truth of the real thing. So uh, I was in tears and praying and crying. And I said, Lord, the truth of the healing Christ is missing, but you are a healer. And I said, Lord, the Holy Spirit is not old like you and I, that we grow old. He's a spirit. Jesus says those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth is missing. Today we hear all over the internet how people fake things, miracles and stuff. I said, Lord, let me share this with you and those beautiful audience watching. When Jesus called me, he said, son, there are true apostles. There are true prophets, true evangelists, true pastors, and there are true teachers of the world. And he even added to it a true elders. And as much as there are truth of all these fivefold ministries, there's also the fake one. By Jesus, there's the false one. So as I'm growing up in my English language, I found that young people are easy to say fake. This is fake one. This is fake one. This is not real. So we tend to say fake instead of uh, the false ones. So I cried out today. I said, Lord, let this thing begin to be happening for people all over the world to know that there are true men and true women of God and true believers that can go before the presence of the Lord and wait there until they are robbed with power with his presence, so they can do the miraculous. So what you are seeing is not coincidental. Cried out to God that even for this church, they will begin to see the hand of God moving in a mighty way. I was telling Pastor Tim that I answer a question, he said, I say yes. Sometimes you have to rise up and let the devil, the enemy, know that you cannot be bullied. You cannot be bullied. You have to take a stand for Christ Jesus. He's always going to be with us. No matter what the challenges we go through, he's always going to be with us. So tonight I come 
to you so we can pray through. So if we came to spend 30 minutes, trust me, you'll go one hour before you leave here. If we came to spend one hour, we go two hours before you leave here. Amen? Father, I give you praise tonight. We have come before your holy presence. Help us by your spirit so we can pray to receive from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go to scripture with me to Matthew 14, 30, 31, and 32. Matthew, book of Matthew. I think this, let us continually look up to God. We are not looking up to God of late. The body of Christ is suffering. We have to look up to the one that has caught us. We are not. Daddy, thank you. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out. He cried out. Nobody here is sinking and nobody here going through is stuck in something somewhere. And your voice will be like, help, 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 help. No, 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 no. You will scream. It doesn't matter these walls are closed. You will scream like somebody out there will hear you. The Bible says he screamed. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Did you think this was, Lord, save me? That is where we are now today. We're sinking and if you don't come, help me. No, you're sinking. You got to cry it out for help. Pastor won't see everything. Prophet won't see everything. Apostle won't see everything. But what you see, you're sinking. So you have to shout. You need a help. You have to call it out. And thank God. I hate to say this, but I thank God for that. My dad who has gone to be with the Lord. I remember I was in Paris when the Lord spoke to me. I'm about to take your dad. I said, Lord, is he safe? He said, it's you, your duty. I said, then keep him. Let me go get him, Jesus Christ. Traveled from Paris, took a plane, no notice, went to Ghana, went to our little town. As soon as I got there, he said, I knew you were coming. I said, how did you know that? He said, I felt it. 
I gave him Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then he leave past some years. You need the help? Cry out. I cried out to God. I said, Lord, hold on. Don't take him right now. Many are sickened. And believing that someone will come by and help them. He cried out, said, Lord, save me. This was the time Jesus had sent the disciples to go the other side. In the middle of the night, in the fourth night, he walked on the waters. And the disciples was afraid, you know. They were afraid. Fear is a tormentor. They were believers. They were Christians. They were disciples. But they were afraid. They have even forgotten that Jesus has been moving and walking and talking with them. And Jesus said, go. I'm coming over. And yet they forgot. All they knew was a ghost. And when they were afraid of Jesus said, do not be afraid, it's me, Jesus. Peter made that declaration. If it's you, then command me to come. It is a command. Until you command certain things, it doesn't come like that. Continually looking out to Jesus. It is a command. It is an obligation. It is a commitment. So he cried out, Lord, save me. And the verse 31 says what? And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hands and caught him. And said to him, oh, you of little faith, you doubt. Doubt is sinking a lot. And tonight we have to deal with that. And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. Think about it. What are you sinking in? There's a lot of sinking going on. I never made this thing up. So we have to cry it out loud. Did you hear what I said? We have to cry it out loud. It doesn't matter you have a soft voice like me. I've been loud these two days. 
You don't see it? Somebody recognize that. You don't see that? Because you have to see what is happening. There's a sinking going on. You have to see to cry out. Shout for Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm here. Don't pass me by. And immediately, he stretched out his hand. And took him out and brought him to the boat. And everything was calm. Check. Psalm 20, verses. I'm not going to talk. We're going to just pray. So I'm getting you ready. You know where I'm coming from now. Look, I don't know if it's good for me to say this on camera. I love, I love this. I love, I love this family. That's why I have to leave everything and come. I love this people. Because they have a heart. So I ask God, Lord, what do I have to tell them? What do I have to say? So I'm not making these things up. Now I know that the Lord saved his anointed. He will answer from his holy heaven with a seven strength of his hand. The Lord stretched forth his hand to Peter. And Peter came on board. The man that know how to swim, the man that know how to do anything by waters. That day, he was as hopeless as hopeless could be. That is what is happening to a lot. People are hopeless. People are sinking. Their businesses are being closed. Churches are being empty. Instead of us crying out to God, we're crying out to something else. Instead of us crying out to God, we're crying to something. It says he came to save his anointed one, save his from holy heaven. My God, answer him from his holy heaven with a saving strength. The strength of God's hand is powerful. And tonight I believe you have to allow yourself for the hand of God to touch you. And when that hand of God touches you, your life will never be the same. It doesn't matter that you have had an encounter with God before. Every encounter has its works to do. If you are touched of God today, do not be so excited and think that is the end of it. There are levels of anointing that comes on one to do a particular thing. There was a times in my life I take a risk. Brother, 
I don't, it doesn't matter. It's in the fire, it's in the waters. I will jump there. Jesus. And so some people say, but you, how did you get all this? You look cool, calm. I said, no, don't mess around because there's a giant inside of you. Greater is he that is in you. You are not tapping on that greater one. You are not depending on that greater one. You are looking outside and thinking that something, somewhere, somehow, no, is right with you. He says, right. When he cried out, Jesus says, Rachel, save me. I don't know how Jesus did it. He, he, he was there. We are going to be pulled by the strength of God's name. I see that. Whatever you are sinking in, God is about to pull you up to a solid rock, unshakable, unmovable. That health situation you are sinking, he has to pull you by his own hand of strength, by his own hand of power. Look, God must get your attention. Did you hear what I said? Tonight, God wants to get your attention. God wants to get your attention. Oh, I wish I have a scripture for that. Do someone have a scripture for that? No, no, don't worry, mommy. Don't worry, big sister. Yeah, I'm putting everybody on the spot. Go to Exodus 3. It's not in my notes, but Exodus 3. Oh, wait, before you go to Exodus 3, let's do, some, let's do some little school here. Who spoke to Moses? He said, God, one, good. Who else? Who agree with him? Good. Everybody. Who appeared to Moses? God. God. Uh, you, you have a different answer, mommy? You have a different answer? Huh? So we all agree that God appeared to Moses. He got to get your attention. It's all lie. You're, you are all false. He said, oh, what is the preacher saying? Exodus 3. Who appeared to Moses? God have to get an attention of someone. Now, no, Exodus, Exodus 3. Exodus 3. Moses was tending the floor. Go to 2, maybe 3. It's not in my notes, so let me see. Yes, 3 will be good. Go to 2. First. Yeah. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the flame from the midst of the bush. The angel of God get an attention of Moses. And not God. God appeared to Moses by the form of an angel. God didn't appear to Moses. An angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. 
So he had attention of Moses. I got to go see this. God must get your attention. That is why we are here tonight. And then when this angel of God appeared to Moses, look, I do a lot of uh, things with my iPad, you know. I sometimes put a question to myself by biblical questions. And then things comes, and then I begin to think. And one day, I think this week, the week passed. I failed one, I was screaming in the airplane. And everyone, what's going on with this man? I said, whoa, no. I put a question, came out. And then the question was asking me with multiple answers. Yeah. It says, what kind of fruit Adam and Eve ate? Who, which, which one again? What, what do you know? Apple, you see? <laughs> That's good. That's all I know, apple. But it's not apple. Oh, Jesus. And, I, and, this, and this I was asking myself in the place. I said, Lord, no, it's apple. Why not apple? And he took me to scripture. And he says uh, they ate a fruit. He never mentioned apple. So make yourself concerned with what we know as believers. All we know is apple. So, so I translated, I called my wife. I said, sister, where, where did Adam and Eve, which fruit? Did he, eh? he said, teacher, apple. I said, you're wrong. He said, no, teacher, I'm not wrong. I'm not. And they said, oh, you're right. He said, ah, fruit. And we don't know which one. Moses' attention. Moses got attention. God get attention. Moses had an attention. God got his attention. And when God gets your attention, he takes care of your business. You didn't hear that? I say when God gets your attention, he takes care of your business. So when God gets attention of Moses, he left the flocks. And about 50 miles down, he left the flocks, the sheep, the animals that he, he made a living out of. And that is where verse 3 says something. Verse 3 says something. It's not here in my note. And Moses said, I will now turn this great side why the bush is not burning. Go ahead to fall. And so when the Lord saw that he has turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses. Moses. Until you, God get your attention. No word. So how can God get your attention? 
through prayer, through His Word. We are sinking. And until we come to that place of God and cried out, Richmond, we'll go down. But God don't want us to go down. The angel of the Lord got attention of Moses. And when he was consumed, like in the act of the apostles, chapter 9 and chapter 26, Paul was saying what you have to say. It says when he received the heavenly vision, when he received the call of God, he was consumed with it. He never left his sight. He saw himself on the road near Damascus. When he couldn't move, his people around him traveling with heard the voice. But they didn't hear what God was saying to Paul also. Tonight, let God get our attention. For we are sinking. And until we cried out to God from those things we are sinking of. The enemy will take advantage of us. We don't want the enemy to take an advantage of us. By the strength. Now I know that the Lord saved his anointed. He will hear from heaven, from his holy heaven, with the saving strength of his hand. Tonight, our prayer service, we're going to focus on him. You see, by seven, we'll start praying. Many years ago, I read about David Yonggi Cho. He was then called Paul Cho. He changed his name to David. In his book called Prayer, it's a series of prayer. His own personal prayer, his family prayer, his children prayer. That's a way long when we were more younger people. 
I read that book. So I don't even know if it's still in store. But I have the original copy. Way back. Some 30 years ago. 36 years ago, I believe. No wonder God. This man don't do many signs and wonders. He's like a John the Baptist type. But he's packing people. And before the pandemic, one single-handed church is three million. One single-handed church. Do services on Sunday, one hour. It's like a rush. One hour, one hour, one, starting from five in the morning. One hour, one hour, before midnight comes, still. It is not even then. They can't even go further to build any, any auditorium. I read in that book. It says they prayed for revival. They prayed for revival. They meet and they pray until it grew. And their prayer tower place was too small to contain them. So they did a fundraising and he even sold his two-bedroom house just to help build a 10,000 place of people to come and pray. Not the sanctuary. And everybody gave. And a woman in the service gave a bowl, a chopstick, and a little rice. It was through this woman that the church skyrocketed in finances. Pastor Cho said, no, mama, keep it. Keep, keep, keep this. Keep it. Keep it for yourself. You know, pastors knows their members, what they're going through. Pastors are basically some kind of a prophet. Because they lick to you. We come, the things I will tell you, your pastor knows it. Except by revelation, the thing the pastor don't know. But everything, pastor knows it. Because he's praying for you. And then, a businessman was moved. A bowl of rice. Two chopsticks. Bought it for $10,000. That is how Nyongi Cho sold his house and gave it to the church to build that auditorium. Prayer, prayer place. So revival was still going on. And in his book, he said, when revival started, everybody was happy. It's like a car on a high speed, on a freeways. Am I saying the right way? The highways or freeways. It says when you go up the hill and you are descending, you don't accelerate. You leave your hand, uh, your feet out, and that car will go still as high speed as it could. Then what happened? 
That car is going, you just cruising, watching 80, 60, 70, 80, 60, 70. We'll go past some miles before you realize the speedometer is coming down. But the car is still running. Until you see the speedometer coming, even 20, 25, the car is still running. And that is what struck me the, the most. You see, when we have prayed and fasted for revival to come and revival starts, then we stop. We think revival is here. I provoke you tonight. I didn't come with an empty body or empty hands. I came fully loaded to stir you up. Hallelujah. So that when I leave here, there will be some fire going on. That you know that when revival starts, you will not stop it because revival has started. Listen to me, beloved. The world is looking for some hot people that they can run and cry up to God. And then the Lord with his saving hand of grace will pull them out of whatever they're going through. To heal them, to deliver them, to set them free. I don't bury people. I'm saying this to family here to hear me very well and those that are hearing me. I'm called not to bury people. Like Apostle Paul was called not to baptize people. So if you are dying and I come to you, you must leave. It is the grace of God. It is not something I'm making up. Tonight in this house, things are sinking and I'm here to revive some things here so that when I leave, you can take that fire and wait on the Lord and pray and see things happening. Does that mean some of our members have not died? Some have died, but they die in a very good age. Those who die young means they were, excuse my language, negligence. They just didn't do the right thing. Can you imagine I'm at New York in my residence, and then the Lord will open my eyes to see one of our pastors sick. We bury one of our pastors, a young man of 52, I believe, and he, and he was going to have an accident with a car, with a car number, everything. I, I called up also, called this young man, tell him not to travel with that car. And he did. He never traveled with that car. A week later, he went. I didn't see that a week later. He went because he had to travel and went and had an accident. And when he had an accident, we asked him, go to the hospital. He said, no. The first one, when daddy said, I shouldn't go. That car went to an accident, and a lot of people were dead and wounded. This one, I was not wounded. I was not nothing. I said, go to the hospital. We send money to go to the hospital. He went to the hospital. He wouldn't take the medication. And then the word of the Lord came back to me again. I said, tell him to go to the hospital. So I called I call that person. Tell him to go to the hospital. So one of our district pastors that he took pictures with you, Kish, is the district pastor in another place. 
We rush him. Go take this young man to the hospital. He say he says he don't feel sick. I say he's sick. I'm looking at it. He ignored the instructions of God. Three days later, he was so sick, they took him to the hospital. He died at the hospital. Who did it? You need help. And help is there and you don't want to take it. Cried out to God, you don't want to do that. Revival will come, but don't stop when revival starts. Pensacola revival is gone. We can't talk about it. Papa Morris revivals are gone. We can't talk about it. He's, he's resting in the bosom of Abraham. So what are we doing? You and I, this is our time. It is our time to cry it out to God. And when we cry it out to God, it doesn't matter how old, how young, middle class, anything you are. God just wants to place Anna. In the Bible, was about more than 80 years young, and he decided to pray until he see revival. And Simon was praying until he saw the revival, the consolation of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and came, and they appear in the same temple together. He said, oh, my soul has seen the blessed one. Let me go in peace. Who say when you pray, revival will not come? Let us get on our feet. Today we have space. You can walk, you can shout, you can scream as we lead this prayer service. Let me see the time. It's 7.06. Unless somebody is going to work tonight, then you can leave when your time comes. But if you're not going to work and today is your Sabbath day, that you have to be in the presence of the Lord. Let's stay and busco in the presence of the God Almighty. He wants to rub something on us. He wants to save us. He wants to snatch us by his mighty hand. All through the morning I was here. An angel of the Lord was sitting by my side. Oh, I love, I love, I love angels. And he left a little while and whilst I was here, that same angel came back to me. He said, this young man that I told you this morning. It's not a joke. It's, it's just, it's just, Apostle, it's just, it's, it's just something I cherish, you know. I, I, prayer is good. I don't feel bored. I can travel to places. And I can stay in my hotel room. <laughs> I eat, but I don't make food become something I cherish. Just get me a little thing, and I, I, I know how to get belly food, you know. Beloved, you got to get serious with God. You need anointing? Tonight, that anointing is here. The time I will come back again, I'll see that things has more change because this is Christ's church. It's not man's church. He just put us here as doers. Amen? 
We are just doers. Like, like a father and mother, you bring forth children, you're just doers. Guided young kid. And when he grows, he will not depart from the good things you have given to him. And he will go and make his own life. When he got the problem, Mama! I'm in trouble. So what's your trouble, son? Then they will run to you. Mama, is daddy home? He said, yeah, don't tell daddy this, but let's talk about it before. He said, no, this is what you got to tell your dad. They are in trouble. They want to go to the soft spot first. And mamas are always the soft spot. So if you're not a soft spot mama, then today get some soft spot. So this kid can run to you, whether they are big or what. They want to run to mama. But tonight we're going to run to Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.